Hey, this is Victor with Ventobot, and on today's episode of Don't Kill the Messenger, I have a very special guest, Pia Silva, and she is going to be talking to us about how to badass our brand. Um, I originally found her by finding her book online, and then I started following her ever since, and that's really helped me a lot. So today, I welcome to the show, Pia. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Victor. Thanks so much for having me. Awesome. Yeah, great. So I know we wanted to really dive into this and, and I, I'd love to get started with how, I guess, what your philosophy is on when it comes to branding and how to really start standing out. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I talk about, I don't talk about just branding. I talk about badass right. branding. Right. <laughs> and, uh, you, you know, the concept of branding is so elusive. People have um, varying understandings of it. It's, it's not a concrete thing. A lot of people mistakenly think that branding is your logo and your website. Some mm -hmm. people, a little more advanced, they think it's just your message. Um, I, you know, my, I love to subscribe to, I think it was Jeff Bezos who said it's, it's what people say about you when you're not in the room. I think that's a nice way to describe it. But yeah. I have personally defined it um, specifically badass brands as having two uh, critical characteristics. Um, one, it magnetically attracts ideal clients and, um, and is okay with repelling everybody else. And two, it's able to charge a premium price and still win the business. So you're, they're able to charge more than the competition and still win the business. So my definition is really around what the brand is able to do. That's how you know that you have a badass brand when it does those two things. I love it. Someone is able to attract and repel um, not the right people and attract the right people and then really able to help you stand out and people be okay with like, hey, I'm more like, you know, it's, it's a premium service compared to everyone else. So yeah. I, I love it. So then what would you say, because uh, I know you, you definitely do. Uh, I've seen kind of how you've evolved um, since the last couple of years here. Where would you say you are now? Like how is a brand supposed to evolve with somebody? How, or I guess like, what's your take on something like that? Yeah, it's a good question because my brand, um, especially in the last year or two has been evolving quite a bit. Um, mm -hmm. As I learn more, as my business grows and I wanna keep sharing uh, the things that I'm learning and kind of take my audience along for the journey. Um, you know, there's something to be said for uh, sticking with a clear, cohesive, concise message, um, but that can result in um, not in, in somewhat being stagnant. So I okay, think, yeah. uh, and especially because you know, as entrepreneurs, we are usually growing and learning and evolving. And so I think it's important for your brand and your message to kind of grow and evolve with you. Um, but that doesn't mean completely changing everything every six months or a year. It means. Um, you know, being willing to take a look at what you're currently doing and how it's serving your audience and evolving and pivoting. So I would say we're kind of every six to 12 months going through a slight rebrand. <laughs> it's not always a complete change, but it's definitely up leveling our message for various reasons. Um, and, and the number one reason anyone should evolve their brand or re-look re at it is if their goals are changing and evolving. So always start with, well, what's the goal? You don't need to just rebrand for the sake of rebranding. I think people make that mistake. They think, oh, I've had this brand for a while, so now it's time to change it. I think it's a terrible <laughs> reason to rebrand. If you have a reason and a goal, that's a great place to start. And I, and I, I have a, 
I have a feeling you mean something very specific when you say goal. Like this isn't, um, and I think you are a strong believer in this where when it comes to um, the brand is really working for you and helping your business work for you because I know you're all about freedom and it's important to make sure that that main, at least for you, is the, the main goal compared to like, I just want to grow the business. Is that, am I correct in assuming that or? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, uh, growing a business can mean a lot of things <laughs> to <Yeah>. different people. <laughs> um, so that's a, that's a great way to uh, put it, Victor. It's, you know, what is success to you? So success for me is all about freedom and flexibility. So every year um, I have been more uh, cognizant of increasing the profitability of my company. So taking home more. Um, yeah. and working fewer hours. So that creates more and more flexibility. So not necessarily growing top line revenue, which doesn't always give you more freedom and more profitability. Right. Sometimes it actually takes away your freedom and makes you less profitable. So people walk around, you know, um, touting their high numbers, but they're not really taking anything home and they're working all the time. That's not success to me. Maybe it is to them. Um, right. But that's what I mean by starting with the goal and working backwards. No, I, I love that. And I mean, as I feel like, you know, it, it, when this podcast and when this episode is about to release, um, we're still going to be in this whole like time Crazy. of, yeah. it, it's like a pivoting <laughs> time. It, it's a great, I see it as a, so much opportunity happening because so many people were I guess, thrown into this online space and things that were more focused on live events and growing their business that way. And that's how they've interacted, which is a fantastic way to do it, but they never really did anything online. And then as we started to do something, when all this happened, it was kind of like a, like, well, I'm, I'm kind of happy that that we started to add that component because it's, it's helped us, but I feel like it's, it's only easier because they had the brand first, um, mm -hmm. at least in terms of the way I'm looking at thinking about it is like people knew them already as a positioned person, an expert in that industry, like the go-to really. So what, and, and I mean, I'm personally biased to like ads myself. However, I know for you, what, what, what experiences do you have like that? Would you say someone were to start to grow online first? or grow in person first as a, as far as creating like a brand or does it make a difference? Yeah. I mean, um, it really depends on where you're starting from. So, and what kind of business you run. So I tend to work with small service businesses. So, you know, individuals selling their services, selling their expertise. Um, I personally recommend because I think it's a good business model and a good, uh, business plan to start with not necessarily physically in person, but services where you are servicing one-on-one -on -one clients. Oops, at very looks like I, we lost your audio there for a second. Oh, oh. yeah. Am I back? Uh, no, we still. Oh, you can't hear me. Hmm. Hold on. There we go. That sounds like, I think I got you back. Okay. Can yeah. you hear me now? Yeah. Okay, great. Um, so, uh, what was I saying? 
Oh, so we're saying I, like in person. Yeah, yeah. So I focus on these service businesses. Now um, that's really about working one-on-one with clients. So actually done for you services in some capacity that doesn't have to be done in person most of the time, but right. I'm still talking about a premium service where you're delivering one-to-one. I think that is a good first step for anybody because um, it's, it's easy to generate cash quickly and it's a really good way to build uh, your process, your philosophy, your approach, all of those things before you go to the one-to-many space, which I think a lot of people associate right. with online businesses. Yeah, that makes sense. Com- component. I think too many people try to go one-to-many before they've done one-to-one, and that's where you uh, run into trouble because you haven't built any credibility. You haven't built a reputation. You haven't had the time to create any sort of reputation online through content. Um, and then, and then you're kind of struggling to sell things without that backing. So, you know, it's a one, two step, um, in my experience. Right. So that, that, that absolutely makes sense. And I, I, I love that as well. I know that's originally how we started, right? We did a lot of like one-to-one and we started to kind of get it known in a certain community. And then when we started to branch out, it was a little bit easier because we could leverage that old community and say, you know, like these are the people that we've worked with in the past. Um, you can reach out to them and you know, they, um, though they had fantastic things to say about us. So, and then that just really helped us when we did make that transition online. Um, and I would say I, I may have started online faster than, than I probably should have. But I know that was definitely one of the things, um, and a lot of people listening are, are more in the space of, you know, they, they're either very successful online right now, or they're very successful in person right now. And they don't really have a combination of the two. Mm-hmm. And I personally believe everyone should have a combination of the two. So I completely agree. And actually, I really, I really talk about that as short and long-term marketing. So when I think of people who are, for example, networking in person, that's a form yeah. of marketing. That's yeah. short-term marketing though. That's for clients now. Um, yeah, you're building relationships. They might come to you in the future, but you will always have to network for that to work. That's why right. you want to do online marketing as well, because that's building the platform for long-term um, clients so that you aren't pounding the pavement forever. So you kind of have to do both because one of them takes a lot longer to find traction than the other. Yes. I, I, what, what would you say, what would, what do you believe before I, I give, I guess my opinion on it of, of like, which one takes longer? Oh, well, I think online reputation building takes much longer. You can, you can connect with one person in person, in uh, face to face or even online and build a relationship and sell them something possibly if they need it in one phone call. So, you know, that's not the same. And and that can happen kind of through content, but the majority of people who are ingesting your content, they're going to get to know you over a period of time. And then they're going to come to you when they're ready. And that just takes a lot longer. That's my opinion. Do you agree or disagree? (laughs) So I, that's, that's funny. Um, I, I, my, my thought on it is I like the online version more just because I can do it faster but yes there is more touch points i think that's what you're getting at there's i do have to have more touch points online to be able to um, which takes time to create i think is my point yeah Um, exactly so like i i see i see where you're going like i can definitely meet someone and and like a live event for, for for example if i was speaking there and then interact with people and then the most ideal people after i talk they're like they have questions they want to get to know me a little bit more. And then, yeah, that I could definitely say like, it sounds like you need this and let's have a conversation around that. 
Whereas that was like maybe two interactions compared to online where it may be like seven to 30. <laughs> but right, right. You know, I exactly. also, I, the only reason I say I like online is because I can do that. Like I can pay and do that faster compared to right. live events. I have to travel. Like, so I, I But because you have an amazing funnel and all yeah. the know-how and expertise <laughs> right. already right. set up. So now you're in a position to be able to scale that and for that to work really well. But when people right. don't have anything, well, they should hire someone like you to set it up for them, but they still, you know, they're kind of starting from zero. They're not going to get that first client right away. Most likely, you know, right, more absolutely. likely meet handshaking with someone who needs their services is going to turn into a client faster. May, may, that makes, that makes absolute sense. And I, and I, I love that. So um, wh where would you say, I guess, what are some key, I guess, components to really start to help someone identify if they have like a, taped together brand or if they have like intention behind it if something or if, if it was just kind of thrust upon them because they got known that way yeah i mean i i think some symptoms of having a like i call it a frankenstein brand <laughs> like something where it just kind of happened you didn't mean for it to happen yeah. um some symptoms of it are you know you struggle in how to market your message or who to talk target because you don't have clarity around who you should be speaking to and why. Um, you know, you you spend a lot of time pitching and doing a lot of free work and talking to a lot of people trying to convince them to hire you. You do all of these things because you aren't positioned as an authority so that people are actually looking to hire you. You have to go out and you have to kind of um, convince. And that's a lot of effort. So it anybody is. who is spending a lot of time doing that and they're not getting results from it, um, probably could look at their brand. <laughs> okay. That, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. Um, luckily I, I've, it's funny because I, I think in that one community that I left, I was definitely known for sp something specific and it was not necessarily who I liked working with, or and I think this kind of ties back into freedom. It's like I understood what I wanted to do and, and how I wanted to work with people. And it, that wasn't necessarily the way. And it was kind of thrust I I upon me. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> and I was kind of like, uh. And so like I had to separate myself to the point where it was just like, I, I can't, I don't do that anymore or anything like that. And I think that kind of plays into what you were saying. Like it evolved as I evolved and yeah. really became more clear on who it was that I really helped. So um, for sure, a, a lot of, good things here, but do you have anything else, I guess, as far as where you're at now? Like what, what have you seen change or what have you done to really help yourself get to the level that you're at at this point in time compared to like a year or two ago? Um, let's see, a year or two ago, I have to like, <laughs> things, <coughs> excuse me, I, um, I'm a very active person in my business. So I'm like constantly pushing the limits of where we're going and like looking yeah. to <laughs> expand to new heights and all of that. Um, so gosh, two years ago, you know, it was like almost not a completely different Forever business, ago. but I was at the beginning of, yeah, another ascent. Um, you know, I, I think the place that I've landed recently is that I am helping people um, not only badass their brand, um, and, and think about how to really be smart and efficient about how they package their services, how they sell, how they price them, how they talk about them, all of these things. I'm all about just how to get super, super efficient so you can be really profitable because that's how you get freedom. So right. efficiency, profitability, freedom. Um, but 
pairing that with how to uh, create an online reputation through content, which I still believe is king. I don't believe any of these people who say, oh, you don't need a blog or you don't need a, yes, you do. Look at any person who says that and go find their blog and their, you know, their podcast and whatever it is. I can't believe people are talking about that. It's such a marketing thing. But um, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, my no, point is, you know, I know that there are um, there are ways to do to do business, and I'm not saying you can't do business other ways. But the long term, really powerful strategy is about creating your, you know, creating your big ass footprint in the world and saying, this is like what I know, this is what I do. And if you do that enough, you will create the momentum of people coming to you. And I think that's what everyone's looking for. So I'm really trying to carry that flag right now and tell people like you can deem yourself an expert and become one at the same time. Yeah. Authority. We were talking about authority. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Authority. So no, I, I, I definitely agree with that. So it's, it's, I would say like what you're doing here, you know, I mean, you're yeah. doing that here and I think it's brilliant. Well, thanks. I, I appreciate it. And I, I know, um, I mean, just some of the things that we've been able to help people do as well. And it's just help them transition into that online or really add this component to it. Cause I know, um, it can be confusing. Like you mentioned, like I, I was, I, I know it like the back of my hand. So I was able to the reason I'm biased toward it is because I'm able to implement it really quickly compared to right. others. Um, so yeah, it's like, to me, it's kind of like, and I feel like people might fall into this, like this, the whole experts curse where like, they're like, well, that's simple. Like, why would people really need to know that? But it's oftentimes what I found is some of those thoughts are tends to be one of the biggest questions that, you know, our audiences have. And it's like, to us, they seem super simple and easy. And it's like, doesn't everyone know that we're compared to, on the other side, they're thinking like, how did you do that? You know, like, how do you do something like that? So I guess, can you speak a little bit more to um, really not just creating that brand and, and, show, and, and scaling it, but really moving into a, a, a place of, does it ever really separate from you? It, or is it more of like a personal brand or does it become more of like a company thing? And then you're with that company. Yeah. I mean, I think that's an individual choice, again, based on what your goals are. Um, You know, just to speak really quickly to what you're saying, because I think it's so true and so many people um, have this pitfall, not realizing that a lot of the value that you have to offer is the thing that you think is easiest. Like sometimes the most valuable thing you have to offer is something that's really dumb and easy to you. And that's just shows that you know it like the back of your hand. So I really try to remind people that just because it's easy doesn't mean it's not super valuable. And a lot of people undervalue what they have to sell because they don't get the value. Um, but in terms of, you know, whether or not it's a business versus your personal brand versus a, you know, you're just speaking for a business. Um, I think it can go either way. In my experience, uh, building a personal brand is much easier and faster. Um, you are now tied to the brand, but it is, it is 10 times easier to connect with somebody when your face is there and you're a person. Um, I was saying all this stuff behind the worst of all, you know, my company brand, the worst of all design brand, and it was doing fine. But the second I put my face on it and made it the Pia Silva brand was the second that um, I just, I just noticed the difference. People just believed it more. They trusted it more because there was a face to trust. 
Um, so, so if, you know, it depends, again, depends what your goals are. If you are like trying to sell this business and you definitely don't want to be a part of it, um, in the near future, you probably shouldn't <laughs> do it based on your face, but I don't feel that way. I just want like an, a, a lifestyle business that I enjoy that allows me to do lots of different interesting things. So I decided to put my face on it. And I, I mean, I, 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 I agree as well. Like I, I know, for me, it was kind of, I think I was at a point early on um, where I was hiding behind kind of like, this is what we do. And this is what, and I kept saying a lot of we when it was maybe like a team of me and one other. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, like technically, yes, it's we, but it's, it's more me and then the other person helped out. So right. now it's, it's more of like, a, I actually have a team behind a lot of this. And, but I am now really pushing that face. Like I'm the go-to person like a lot of people know me as the the go-to bot person like the chat mm-hmm. bot person i know you and like that. sure we do other things mm-hmm. but that's like the main thing we talk about and a lot of at least what i talk about is like having conversations and conversations that deepen relationships with people because that leads to business and you know that's at least helped my philosophy on a lot of that so i i i, I understand what you're saying with the whole um separating yourself and and, and it takes off faster with a person behind it. Um, I feel like I unintentionally did that at, at one point in time, but I, I'm curious then if should someone, I guess I don't know how to ask this. Should someone um, really get a personal brand going first? That you, I know it's really right. based on goals, but let's say they, they want to be, they're really kind of afraid of the spotlight, but they know they, they don't necessarily want to sell it. They wanted to keep something within themselves. Um, how would they go about really building that personal brand? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if it's a lifestyle business that you want and it's based on your expertise and your goal is not to build a big company with employees where you're going to back right. away from it, um, I, I think you got to suck it up. You know, this is your business. And um, <laughs> one of the most important skills in a business, you know, a business does not exist without sales and marketing. So when it's right. just you, you are sales and marketing. And you know what? That requires you to show up. And I'm sorry, but if you're an entrepreneur, you need to show up. And it's okay to be scared. Believe me, I used to hate photos. I used to hate, you never believe this. I, I used to terrified of being on stage, like all these things, really I mean, you can't find a photo of me on Facebook before 2016 when I said, oh, wait a second, I need to use my personal brand to market this. Okay. And now there's photos of me everywhere. Um, And I had to get over that. And I did a lot of personal work in order to overcome that. I did a lot of coaching around speaking on stages and stuff. I spoke on a lot of stages that I was terrified to speak on, but I got over those fears and it, you know, it has given me the business and life that I want. So that's what I really encourage people to do. Like, it's okay to be scared. You know, I call them badass brands, not because everyone who comes in is, you know, kicking ass and taking names. It's because (laughs) they're, they're willing to do things that are scary. Like that's the guts that I'm talking about. You don't have to already be this person. You have to be willing to push yourself to, to eventually go in that direction. I, I love that. And I, that brings up something. Um, I just kind of brought something to my mind. And what would you say if, so has there ever been a point, like let's say that same person who was like scared to really be on the forefront, um, does their brand really separate, like personal brand really separate from their personality? 
or mm-hmm. is that something oh, right. that you really yeah. want to tie it together? That's a great question. I think a lot of people struggle with that. Um, <laughs> so here's my maybe contrarian take. I'm not really sure. I haven't seen other people say <laughs> this. Um, in order to be authentic, you actually can't just share everything about you, in my opinion. Right. In order to have an authentic personal brand, one that feels authentic, there has to be consistency in your message and how you show up. So it's not like here I am doing whatever I'm doing all the time and here's everything about my life. That's going to be a mishmash of things because we are multifaceted people with all kinds of things going on. But a strong personal brand is going to be the piece of you that makes sense for what you're selling and how you want to show up and doing that thing consistently over and over and over again. So my brand has this, you know, contrarian, like kind of aggressive, but fun thing going on. Like that's very me, you know, it's not that that's not me, but I'm also like not getting out of bed and watching Netflix all day. Like I am not (laughs) always like that. That's not necessarily, you know, that's not necessarily part of the brand. So I'm not really showing that that much because it's just not going to help my people or the message that I'm sending. So it's not inauthentic. Right. But it's not inauthentic, but it's not going to be your whole self. It's definitely a a trimmed down version. That's very exaggerated. Okay. So I I, I love that answer because I I know, um, I I feel like a lot of people can run into that. um, And it sounds like you've you've run into that with a lot of people too. It's like, like, well, I'm not being myself, my full self, you know, like, well, it, it does, that part of you doesn't, isn't helpful to what you're trying to do. And uh, I, I love how you answered that. So um, I was just, just out of curiosity, because I know that just like popped in my head when you mentioned that. And I was like, oh, I wonder what your thoughts on this. Were. Lots so, of people, I think lots of people get confused by that because personal brand and authentic, well, that just sounds like you should be showing Like share everything, everything about yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah. In no. fact, you're not being honest if you don't share everything. Like, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I, feel, I feel like there's, there's a slight caveat to that of saying like, it's not that you're, I guess, happy-go-lucky all the time. Let's say like that happens to be your brand. You're not happy-go-lucky all the time, but you can show like the ups and downs, but you're in that part of yourself as opposed to like everything. Yes. Does that make sense? Exactly. Yes, of course. I mean, I, there's, there is a time and a place and a way to show up and show the different facets of you. I will show up on my Instagram stories, for example, and talk about waking up and like not wanting to do anything. I'm a generally like very motivated, active person, but I'll share that because I know other people feel that way and I have the ways that I deal with that. So maybe that'll be helpful. I probably, I don't show up when, you know, somebody in my family dies, you know, like I'm, that's right. not part of my brand and, and it doesn't need to be. And those are things that are, that I keep private for my family. And I think that's okay. And some people, and it's not that you shouldn't show up for those things. It might make sense for your brand or how you show up to talk about those things, but it's kind of, you have to decide what it includes and what it doesn't. And I, I've heard this before. Um, it's saying usually it's something that's, um, I guess people have called it like battle scars. It's, it's kind of like a scar that's healed. So you're able to show the emotion of how you dealt with it rather than like feeling in the moment of it and then not really being, I guess, your brand. Does that make sense? <laughs> right. Yeah. Just show up all hot mess one day and like, yeah. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> then, then that's right. definitely completely inconsistent to what you generally show. And it's not saying right. like, well, I'm showing my, my full self, but it's, it's showing 
like once you've actually overcome it, you're like, Hey, that was a hard time. And you're showing authentically how you overcame it. And I think that helps resonate with a lot of people and really a personal brand wise, I, I, it sounds like that really does allow you to, to connect with people more and show them that you are real. You are still a person behind all of this, you know, but it, I, I do like how you put that, you know, it's not, it, you don't have to full, show your full self, but as long as it, it I, I don't want to say like benefits, but it, it helps what your, well, your audience, what your, yeah. Yeah. I mean the, 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 you know, if you want to really think about what to show and not show in your personal brand, think about it from your audience's perspective and what do they need from you and what will be helpful to them or not? Because you might, there might be things that you're like, should I show this? Well, is it furthering your message and what your tribe is looking for and what they need help with? If not, maybe it's just fluff. Well, okay. That's perfect. That's a great way to, to help identify that. So I know um, we're kind of running up to our our time here. So I I don't, I would, I feel like I talked to you about this for hours, but if we wanted to kind of find out more and really start to help people to move past this and really just help them badass their brand, really like where, where, where can they go to really find out more? All badass their brand. (laughs) Um, Well, uh, what's top of mind right now is that um, I'm launching my podcast actually in a couple of weeks. So I'm super excited about that. And it's called Show Your Business Who's Boss. So you better believe we're going to be talking about badassing your brand. So you can go to my website, piasilva.com. I've got some some, um, free courses on there and uh, other things, but you can go sign up to get the the alert when I go live. And and that would be a, that might be a nice place to start. Awesome. No, thank you so much. And then I guess as a final closing note, what would you say to anyone that at this point in time, um, I know with a lot of things going on, there's a lot of creative um, action being taken by a lot of people to really pivot and whatnot. Is it okay to kind of go a little off brand if something is not the way they've done it before, but it helps their audience right now or in, in, in that way? Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. Well, uh, why would that be off brand? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. That, that, that makes good sense. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I, I think maybe, you know what, you know, it would be off brand. So let's talk about what's going on. You know, I'm a business, I, I talk about business, you know, uh, branding and, and marketing and all these things. You know what I don't talk about health. If I wrote an email and was telling people they need to wash their hands and, you know, all, giving them all sorts of advice about their health, that would be off brand. Would that help my audience? Maybe, but there are other people who should talk about that and it's not me. So, so you're, you're right. There are ways that you might think you're being helpful, but it's not actually helpful because who am I to tell you about that? That's not what I'm not that authority to you as my audience. So I'm really not going to be helpful talking about that. So I shouldn't, it's okay to mention it. I hope you guys are all healthy. You know, I did a Facebook live right after, you know, shit hit the fan. And I started talking about like, look, I care about, you know, my audience. I hope you guys are happy and healthy. I'm not going to talk about that right now. Like go find people to talk about that. Plenty of people are talking about that. You should go talk to them. I'm going to talk about your business because that's what I talk about, you know? So that to me, that was, that was me trying to be authentic. (laughs) No, I I absolutely love it. So it's again, relating back to like, does this actually help your audience for what they know you for? Right. And not necessarily just, does it just help them? It, exactly. It's like, 
I could talk about like family things yeah. too. Like, I've got some great recipes I could share. Like, yeah, yeah, but it's like, it has nothing to do with <laughs> yeah, what I, irrelevant. people know me for. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I love that. So thank you again for coming on. I, I thank you, do Victor. appreciate it. Um, and yeah, I hope we stay in touch. And for everyone listening, if you're anything like me, you're definitely wanting to follow Pia because she's super helpful with everything that she provides everyone. So um, head on over to piasilva.com, get some stuff. And, you know, if you haven't gotten a book, what are you doing? Like go, go get her book now for sure. Oh yeah. On my website, if you go to writing, you can grab the first chapter for free so you can get a little taste of it. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. All right. Well, until next time, I'm Victor with Ventobot and I'll see you guys uh, next time.